Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Here we are. Playoffs. And, uh, you know, I know you've got a lot to root for. I'm Lee. That's Todd. I have a lot to root for because the Seahawks are in, the Dolphins are in, both 9 and 8, both shocking. Um, and before you so rudely take over this whole show with your optimism, and I can't believe you're already getting into it without saying a word, I just feel your presence from South Florida currently just being like, you have nothing to lose, right? Your Dolphins are in, Seahawks are in. Neither team really kind of at the end of the season expected to win. They kind of, and I don't like to use the term they backed into the playoffs because they didn't. They played well enough all season long to get into the playoffs. Some exactly. things went right at the end. They still made the playoffs. I do wish, for your sake, Dolphins had Tua because, right. you know, obviously. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. But we were talking pre-pro, and it's Seahawks 49ers preview, so we're not going to take up a whole lot of your time. We were both talking about, like, hey, we both expect the 49ers to win, but the Seahawks have have overcome every obstacle literally uh, this season and made the playoffs nine and eight, not just didn't even go nine and eight with a winning record. They made the playoffs. So nobody expected them to do hardly anybody expected them to do this. Well, I mean, I don't expect them to beat the 49ers, but heck it's gravy from here on out, no matter what happens. And they've done everything else unexpectedly this year. They could also unexpectedly beat the 49ers. So, uh, but that's enough of me. Um, just tell me how are you? Are you just like sitting back and being like, I, I got Seahawks on Saturday, win, lose. They made the playoffs good. Dolphins on Sunday, right at 1, 1 p.m. Eastern time, win, lose. They are in the playoffs. They're going to be better next year probably. Is that kind of how you're viewing it? Well, due to your negativity, I refuse to participate in this show. Um, yeah, actually, I think eh, I, I, I actually I predicted the Seahawks to win. Uh, I think if the Dolphins had Tua, I th- I would predict them to beat the Bills too. But without Tua, they don't have a chance. Uh, do you? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Do you really think they would beat the Bills with Tua? I'm not I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Do you really yeah. think they beat? Do you? Oh, okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, because the Bills are wildly inconsistent. Of, of all the playoff teams, I think they're the most inconsistent team. Um, with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Well, you know. They'd go to the Super Bowl, and what would they do when they would get there? They would miss the field goal. Lose to the Giants. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, because they already beat the, the Bills with two at once, um, which was shocking at the time. And then as it turned out, it was like, eh, it wasn't as shocking because the Bills have definitely lost some games they should have won. Uh, without Tua, I was like, mm, they don't have much chance at all. Uh, as for the Seahawks, is like in our – Team prediction, meaning our team, as in twelfthmanrising.com prediction, I did predict them. To Would you say twelfthmanrising.com? 
Is that I, where it was? TwelfthManRising.com? I think it was with the number one and the number two. And then after that, um, you should just change it to th. If we get changed it to th, I would, we would get all kinds of views because people would go, what the hell is that? Now I have to see uh, if there's a th.com. Th.com. Anyway, uh, yeah, I did predict them to win because, uh, for one thing, it is difficult to beat a team three times in a row. Not impossible because it certainly happens. And yes, I'm a realist, it probably will happen tomorrow. It's like, as I told gentlemen on a different podcast this week, I was so pleased to be. Not one you got show. paid for, but one you were a guest for. Right? Yeah. We make the big bucks. Exactly. I think it's Heck, like, well, we get paid, what, a dollar to do this? I, I mean, we've dollar seventeen. Well, a dollar seventeen. We've done this off kind of podcast for. That's one thing. I'll, I'll say this, which is, you know, if anybody's listening besides myself later on to see how bad I was on the on the podcast. Um, one thing that I love about the off season is it allows us to kind of regress back into that Nikki X kind of thing. We'll still talk Seahawks, but we'll be talking a whole lot of other things as well, and it's more fun. Even um, worse, even worse than we are during the regular season. So if you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, next two weeks, if the Seahawks lose, there'll be Seahawks talk, and there'll be a whole lot of Australian Open talk. Yes, <laughs> there will be. Yes, there will be. But yeah, anyway, back to the Seahawks because Seahawks. Gotta, we got to talk Playoffs. about Seahawks, contractually speaking. Otherwise, I don't get my dollar seventeen. Uh, I do think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. By f- I mean, I don't think it's even close at this point. Uh, and again, as of this point in the season, Purdy is playing lights pretty out. Pretty good. He's playing is... pretty good. <laughs> I wish that wasn't the 18th time I've heard that. Um, <laughs> he is, but he is. I mean, he's playing exceptionally well, which to me is not so much as like, oh, my God, this is a great quarterback. Is It's a great system. Exactly. And, and that was my issue with Garoppolo, people wanting Garoppolo. Oh, he needs to come to the Seahawks. It's like. And I never said he was a bad quarterback. I said he was an overpaid quarterback, and he was. This season, he wasn't overpaid because he's making $7 million. It's like, who else got $7 million this year? Mm, <laughs> a certain gentleman who fulfilled all of his contract incentives, thereby doubling his salary to $7 million, and Geno Smith was demonstrably a better hey, quarterback. Be- before we get into, uh, into Geno's fantastic year, not great in the second half, but still really good. I actually yeah. want to piggyback on something you were just saying about the system, the 49ers system, because Brock Purdy, I was thinking about that this while I was shaving this morning. I was thinking about Brock Purdy. Cause he's, shaving, you, know, you mean your back. Well, of course, yeah. That's that's yeah. the where the hair grows the fastest. Yeah. But I was thinking about that this morning, and I was thinking, you know, he's – I'm going to say something either on the podcast or on one of the articles at 12manrising.com. It's going to sound like I don't think Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. To be honest, I don't know if he's good or bad. He's in that system. And I think one – the 49ers got off to a slow start, I think, because – I mean, kind of, quote-unquote, slow start. I think because they had Trey Lance, and they they went away from this fantastic system that they have that works where you can plug in a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, who uses all the – fantastic weapons that they have Kittle uh, Samuel now they've added McCaffrey um, mm-hmm. fantastic offensive line and and they use that system instead they were trying to change the system to fit Trey Lance and like use Lance as more it, it actually helped them that Trey Lance got hurt 
because they just went back to that same system that works so well. I agree. And I, yeah, and I, and I kind of hope that if Shane Waldron, to get back into Geno Smith for you, um, if Shane Waldron stays, and he might take, I don't think he will get a head coaching job this offseason, no. but he could. He I, I mean, he's mentioned a lot. Um, but if he stays, I think he's starting to get his system in place, where even if Geno's not there next year, and, and I kind of hope he is, obviously, but whoever the quarterback is, with the weapons they have with Walker and Metcalf and Lockett and all the tight ends are back and the offensive line being better because they're getting older with Cross and Lucas. Hopefully they've got that kind of same system going where it's like, okay, we've got a new quarterback where we plug them into the system and that's what works. I agree. 99. I say, I, I say that because I'm drinking an apple butter drifter cider from Gypsy. Oh, you SOB. I'm not drinking anything, like not even water, which makes me sad. I'll have to get something after the show. In we are recording this at 3.30 a.m., so I've just stayed up. <clears throat> You're a good man. And that's what she said. Charlie Brown. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with everything you said. I don't think Waldron should, even if he's offered, I think he'd be insane to take a head coaching job at this point. He needs more time. He's only had two oh, you're years. You're wrong. Nathaniel that's Hackett was fantastic. <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly what I was thinking of, is Nathaniel Hackett. It's like he hasn't even really had time to figure out what his offensive system really is. I mean, he's only two years in. And I'm, there are there are things they need to work on on their offensive system with the Seahawks. Uh, we've seen t- too many times when they didn't run the ball enough. And I know a lot of people, oh, Pete Carroll, all he wants to do is run the ball. It's like, how many games this season did they run the ball like 16, 17 right. times when they should have been running the ball? Yeah, how many times so, did they win, including the last couple of weeks, did they yeah. stick with the run and won the game because they stuck with the run? Exactly. You know, it's like you've got to have opportunities to break off big runs. And if you run the ball 12 times, that kind of cuts into those opportunities. When you run the ball 29 times... Hmm. Walker's going to break off a couple of those, even if they're 12 yard gains, which is what we saw on the Rams. It's like he's making drive saving runs because they ran the ball. Now, I don't think they should run the ball three straight times up the middle. No, unless you've got Marshawn Lynch, because Walker is a different running back that they exactly. than they did against the Rams. But still, I mean, they yeah they didn't turn the ball over. They got points. So. Exactly. So he would he would be insane to take a head coaching job. He needs at least another year. As an OC. Ten and years, I think. I was going to say, and more than that, frankly, I think. But and, and You should decide. just take over for Carroll. Exactly. Or we'll see how the defense plays next year because I'm not sure. I can't say that Clint Hurt did a poor job because of so many injury situations. And especially, to me, the key injury still is goes down to Jamal Adams because obviously they should have been starting Neal from the beginning, like you've said several times, like probably every show, as you should. <clears throat> so Highest Neil, graded safety in the NFL this year, according to Pro Football Focus. Yep, exactly. And just imagine if we'd had Jamal Adams playing like he did two years ago, which he probably would have because they would have remembered. It was like, oh, and we should have this that guy. Way too. And he did. And eventually they would have figured out O'Neal needs to be the third guy. This defense would have been extremely different extremely different if adams had not been hurt so i can't say oh we don't really know about i I think hurt will be fine as the dc he may be great 
it's kind of weird how the season's gone with the defense, though, right? It's because it's like they started yeah. off slowly, then they were um, for four games there, they were just fantastic, and then yeah. it's like then they got bad again, and now the last two, well, really the last three weeks, really because two and a half yeah. games, because the Chiefs game, right. they gave up fewer than three hundred yards to that that offense, and it was legit. It wasn't like Kansas yeah. City wasn't trying to do it, and then the last two weeks yeah. they've just. And I know you went up against Baker Mayfield, but this is the same t- team that scored 51 against the Broncos. Excellent defense. Exactly. A couple, of, but I mean, they looked, they looked good. And then, yeah. you know, uh, Quandre Diggs, I, he just yeah. baited Mayfield into that throw. Yeah, that was a, and that was an unbelievably fantastic play. And that wasn't the only play he made in the game. But if that had been the only play he made in the game, that's still obviously the play of the game and he's still the MVP of the game. I was just genius. I mean, he's going to throw the ball up. He's going to think that wide receiver is wide open. <laughs> and he was, and he, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Intentionally yes. by the safety of the Seahawks, which is yep. weird. Yep. He That's made that interception cool. so easily. If anybody thinks, Oh, it was just a bad throw. It wasn't a bad throw. No, it wasn't. It Diggs was just coverage. completely had control of what was going on in the back end of the defense. Yep. Exactly. It was a, absolutely brilliant play because when you he wasn't in the frame when you first see that ball start to come down it's like oh this game's over and it's like yeah that was what is that george kittle out there for the rams is that (laughs) seriously yeah going back to the chiefs you know if they had figured out it's like oh the tight end is eligible and i think that's the fourth time i've used that line but it's legit because they don't seem to realize that that guy in the end of the line can catch the ball too like they held the Chiefs to to a hundred yards fewer than their season average. A hundred yards. I mean, that defense, other than giving up a few big plays, they've been playing much much better the past three weeks. So, hopefully, they can do it again. I mean, the first game against the Niners was, as as far as sports goes, it was an atrocity. I mean, they didn't do anything. Yeah, that was just a blowout. It was fifty to nothing, really. Yeah, basically. The <laughs> points they scored were that blocked the block kick. Yeah, exactly. The second game, they got beat pretty badly, but it was due to breakdowns on a few key big plays. Not that they just consistently were beaten all the time. They weren't, and that's what gives me hope that okay, if they can shut down those few big plays. But and execute ex- execute yes. perfectly is what they need to do. I mean, right. they, they need to play a near-perfect game. They need to have Raleigh Massimino on the sidelines. And they <laughs> need to have – and you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. It's, and it would be yeah. that kind of game where it's like uh, that Villanova and Georgetown. People are like, what are they talking about? Georgetown's awful. Yes, they are. Now. But now. it's like they played four times that year, and Villanova literally had to play a perfect game. Mm-hmm. to win the national championship. But that would be it'd be the same kind of thing because on paper the 49ers are are the better team. There's no yeah. doubt. And they could they could easily come out today in the horrible weather that's happening in California and it's torrential downpour and even thunderstorms possibly by the end of the game. And they could just come out and run the ball right over Seattle and gash Seattle just like the way Seattle has been gashed for like half the literally half the season. The other half they've been fantastic. That could happen, and they could win. It may be twenty-four to three. The game could literally be twenty-four to three, 49ers and feel more like fifty to nothing. That oh, could yeah. easily happen. It but could. the opposite 
not the opposite. They can Seattle would be three yeah. of twenty-four. The the opposite um, could happen too, <laughs> no, and that Seattle right. wins the game because yeah, who knows if they play perfect football with the offensive weapons that they have against right. a balls out 49ers defense. But if the defense shows up, they could keep the offense in the game. I mean, if it gets to be the end of the game and and it's to be honest, if it's seventeen to sixteen and the Seahawks lose. I, I can live with that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, like like you said in pre-pro, hi, Ted, that anything they do from now on I mean, is just gravy. They had a winning season, and, and again, this is a constant theme, but they did move on from two first ballot Hall of Fame players. Best player they've ever had at quarterback, best player they've ever had at middle linebacker. I mean, without a doubt. Yep. Absolutely. Second team all pro Bobby Wagner this year. <laughs> and I really wish they could have kept Wagner, but I know why they moved on because the contract was so much and, you know, they probably couldn't have signed the extension for DK. And <laughs> hmm, that's not a difficult decision to make considering their age. Right. And that's what, and that's what it boiled down to. So I'm okay with that. I'm not like pissed. Oh, why should, they shouldn't have gotten rid of Bobby. They had to because it's a business. And you got to balance things. And that's why they moved on from Russ, because mm, let's see, they didn't want 20 percent of their salary cap going to a quarterback who thought he was running the team. And clearly he thinks he's running Denver because he's got his own office, which is beyond ridiculous. But <laughs> besides that, besides that, uh, Gino does have the highest completion passer percentage, completion passing percentage. You know what I'm talking about yeah. in the NFL. Only one other team has two thousand yard receivers and a thousand yard rusher in the whole league. They've got a good offense. That has not been in any doubt. It's they've got to eliminate mistakes, like you said. On offense, I don't know that they have to play perfect. They don't. But they have. They have to not make any critical mistakes for sure. On defense, they're going to have to be just about perfect for sure. Right. Um. And and but they can do it. They absolutely can do it. Like, will they? I don't know. I mean, the, the Niners are already a great team. I, mean, I hate to say it, but they are. I mean, let's be realistic. Debo is back as if they right. as if they didn't need more help. I mean, you know. So He's back, and he hasn't really produced that much so far since he's been back, which makes me nervous. Like, okay, now it's the yeah. playoffs. Because he hasn't had to, and that's the scary thing. That's yeah. the scary thing. Yeah, because that guy can go off at any time. And then they have uh, – on offense, they're – I wouldn't say they're loaded, but they're really, really good. Really, really good on offense. Defense – I mean, to, to me, loaded. it's simple, though. It's You put Chancellor on Kittle, Sherman <laughs> Am I wrong? And then you just – Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. And that's the thing. And and again, going back to Jamal Adams, not that Jamal Adams is chancellor because nobody is, but could have made a big difference. Definitely could have made a big difference. And it certainly hurts that Jordan Brooks is out. It doesn't help us that <clears throat> they look good without him last week. Yeah. yeah. And now I blanked out on the name of the linebacker who stepped in for him. Tanner Muse. Muse, Muse. I was going to say and Alexander, uh, the guy they yeah. kind of switched. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, but man, he is... Uh, oh, you said the other line. That's KJ Wright. Yeah, KJ Wright. That'd be they wonderful. Sh- they should have signed KJ, shouldn't they? <laughs> hey, you know what? You're in Seattle already. Why don't you just... Do you mind? And it's like, I mean, oh, yeah, I'll play. I mean, seriously, it's like they did a pretty good job signing another linebacker that uh, used to play for them. It's like, man, that guy has been uh, he's been a godsend for them, too. Yeah, Bruce Irvin was like, yeah, everywhere last week. Yeah, he was. Uh, And I can't help but when he first came on, we were talking about it just like it's not so much we're just going to contribute on the field. And we think he could. And clearly he did. But it's what he brings to the locker room and what he brings to mentality and uh, just the way they have to play. And it's like, is there any coincidence that Derek Taylor finally became a football player again after Bruce Irvin came to him? Like, it is it is it is weird that the, the reasons they've offered that he's gotten a lot better in this Daryl Taylor, that is in the second half of the season is that, oh, he just kind of. Uh, streamlined his moves. He became more. I was like, it couldn't have been that easy. There yeah. had to be something else going on. If it was that easy, he'd have been doing it all along. That doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, it would, if it were that easy, Rashad Penny would have been a lot better before Adrian Peterson showed up last year. Uh, exactly. So I, I uh, there has to be a correlation, and it, it might be something as simple as that he helps take. Uh, Maybe he helps just takes the pressure off the dude um, mentally, you know, not physically on the field, but just mentally. But whatever's happened, obviously a darn good thing because we need Daryl Taylor to step up like he has. I mean, because this team legitimately, as good as the offensive line is for the Niners, they could legitimately have four or five sacks today. Will they? Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're almost as likely to have zero, unfortunately. But, I mean, they've got pass rushers on this team. I mean, we haven't even talked about Noah Sue, who's mm-hmm. been phenomenal the whole time. Uh, it's And LJ Collier? No, I'm joking. That's a <laughs> win, joke. Win or lose, I'm so happy for the guys on this team and guys like Gino, you know, who've been slogging all the way. And I don't remember the direct quote, but – People talked about, you know, the adversity of going through what he what he's gone through to get there. And and this is a horrible paraphrase because it's not even close. But basically, he just said, it's like, I, I mean, this is nothing. It's like I've been doing what he's been dreaming to do the whole all these years. It's like, that's not adversity. How is that? How is that hard? You know, and it's, it's like, that's the guy everybody wants to play for and play with, for sure. It's like he is ridiculously humble which is awesome guys like shelby harris been in the league for what eight nine years yeah first eight, this is eighth year yeah. first first time in the playoffs it's like and he, and he gets traded away from the team that people thought were going to be in the playoffs to a team that most people thought were going to be garbage one of the talking heads even said they were going to go oh and 17 so suck that idiot <laughs> and like how good does that have to feel 
So I think that was a lot of Pete Carroll hate. People just don't like Pete. A guy who's made the playoffs 10 of his 13 seasons with the team. So I don't know what it is. I mean, seriously, people just don't yeah. like Pete. It's it's weird. It, um, it is weird. It is extremely weird because he's extremely likable. Players love playing for him. There are, of course, there are a few who don't buy into the rah-rah stuff. Hello, Michael Bennett. But right. The older on, players. But, but if they're younger players, they seem to, and we'll get into the, that later on. So. But even though those older players get over it, and then they come back into the fold. Hello, mm-hmm. Michael Bennett. You know, if he really hated Pete that much, there's no way in hell he would have taken that job. Yeah. It's like, you know what? That that franchise actually isn't too bad now that I've been to the Patriots or somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's just one, and, and you constantly see stuff like, oh, here's Thomas Rawls hugging Pete. And it's like, you know, you, you don't see that with a lot of other teams. You just well, don't see Richard Sherman that. did it this offseason. Yeah. Came back and, and it's, yeah. it's – if the – if you get results, because that's the number one job, you have to get you have to get wins. But on top of that, if the players love you, I mean, if the players love their coach and the coach sucks, it's like I don't care. Like fine, you know, have after school meetings with them, whatever you want to do, that's cool. But don't be the coach. Hack it. <laughs> but when they do, and you get results, coming into the season, nine out of twelve, that's pretty damn good. How can you how can you not like this coach, man? Right. And and getting back to, well, Carroll and Geno Smith, you look at Pete Carroll and as far as the quarterbacks, he makes he's a defensive coach yeah. first and foremost. But whoever he's had as a quarterback starting 2000 when he goes to USC through Seattle this mm-hmm. time in Seattle, for whatever reason, the quarterbacks under Pete Carroll are are better than they would be without Pete Carroll. I mean, it goes back to like Sanchez. You go back to Liner, USC. They, they yeah. weren't very good pros. Um, but no. and and then okay, it's like oh well, he had Russ. Well, he didn't for the first. He had Hasselback, and then he had Tavares Jackson. Both those guys did really well. Tavares Jackson did really comparatively really well under mm-hmm. Pete for that one year. Then he had Russ, and Russ got better and better and better. Then you have Gino, who has been a backup for a thousand years. And he comes in. He comes in this year. And if he had had a different head coach, who, it's not even the scheme because Carroll isn't coming up with a scheme. But you can see on the sideline just the way he's the mentality that he's yeah. calming Gino and coaching. He's literally coaching, which is what he's his job is. He's a coach. Yeah. On how to play, like, hey, kid, be cool, be cool. We'll get through it. It is what it is. I mean, that one game where he looks at Gino and he's just like. I don't know what the thing he was doing, but he just kind of his hands go in front of his body down. Like, just just be cool. Yeah, it's yeah. OK. Um, but I mean, Gino had, again, 17 games versus 16 games, but still just one more game. All time broke the season, uh, the franchise record for passing yards in the season this year. Yeah, yep. This year, he was seventh all time in touchdown passes in the season. He's seventh, uh, I believe seventh, sixth. Nope. Sixth with quarterback rating among quarterbacks if you look at a list it's like golden tate and doug baldwin had the highest quarterback ratings yeah. and, and i'm not making that joke they each threw one pass and it was a touchdown um but he he lit geno smith and we'll get into this later on um on a next podcast if they lose or whenever the seahawks lose we'll do that maybe they lose after the super bowl they win the super Woo! bowl we'll still talk the same thing that we're going to talk about right yeah. now which is should they bring geno back but 
Has Gino been perfect? No. The no. last half of the season, especially since the bye week, they have been. He has not been perfect. He's had at least two throws that should have been pick sixes, except there were penalty. On, there was a penalty on the play. So it's like he's he needs to clean that stuff up, which could mean. Well, you know what? If 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 you have C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, and not Levis from Kentucky, I've seen that guy play way too often. He's got great arm talent, but it's like he makes horrible decisions. Please not Levis. But if you have Stroud or ten, ten Young, at, yeah, at number five, uh, I mean, you might have to think about it just based on. But getting back to the Seahawks 49ers game, does Geno have to be? perfect the scheme needs to be perfect the execution needs to be near perfect for them to beat the 49ers does Gino have to be perfect no he doesn't have to complete every pass he could throw passes away he could run when there's an opening to try to pick pick up a first down if he doesn't do it and they have to punt is is he perfect no but he just can't as you pointed out they can't have terrible turnovers they can't have pick sixes early in the game yeah saying, can't saying that I just jinxed that he'll throw a pick six on the um, yeah, don't yeah. don't throw a, don't throw a pick on the first play of the game, please. Again. He's never done that, <laughs> uh, except for last game. <laughs> and then that West Virginia versus no, I don't he's, I'm sure. But, he's point, but but uh, another one of the reasons that I like Geno so much is Tyler Lockett was was quoted as saying Who? that. Is that a writer, a beat writer for Seattle Times? Tyler Lockett, never heard of that guy. Yeah, which is. ESPN, and I don't know what they base their analysis on, but ESPN analysts rated Tyler Lockett as the best wide receiver in the league, uh, which is pretty interesting. But he rated one of the things, too, and this wasn't ESPN. I think this was another organization, but he was rated as highest did, highest percentage of getting open over 80% of the time. And the only player who also rated over 80% in catch rate. It was, like, pretty astounding, which... Nice to see Tyler get a little bit of acclaim finally, because everyone amongst the twelves know how great this guy is. Yeah, if he was Metcalf size, he'd be having 150 catch seasons. Literally, as we've talked oh, about before, yeah. he would have 150 catch seasons for sure, for sure. That or throw it, to him in the Ram was sick. That, you know, <laughs> throw to. Yeah. I mean, again. DK may not catch that ball because we've seen him catch balls right. in, like that a couple weeks ago when he had that one in the end zone where he really should have, if it were a lock in, he would have had both feet in. And that has nothing to do with size. That has something to do with awareness of awareness. where you want to field. Yep. But that throw to, to lock it to tie the game was just sick. Absolutely. And and to DK's credit, he is def, he is getting better at, at that awareness because he has made a few of those. Unfortunately, not the end zone, but he has made some. You do see him making more of those toe drag catches like Tyler does. So, but Tyler was said that one of the reasons they like they love Geno so much is when the <laughs> opening drive, when that last drive in overtime, he go up to the huddle and he says, "It's just football, man." <laughs> like, like it's just football. The season is on the line. It's your last chance possibly to win. And your quarterback says, it's just football, man. That's right. <laughs> it's like it's football. And he looks up at the stands at the end and he's like, wait, is that Horatio Sands? Down there? <laughs> it's like, that is the guy you want running your team. Yeah. The guy who doesn't feel the pressure. 
is like there's all the pressure in the world and it's like but and again in this game there's no pressure on the seahawks like as you said zero this is this is gravy time man this is bonus if they win awesome if they lose we got the fifth pick and we still had a winning season this is this is the first scene in carlito's way with benny blanco and and carlito because it's like okay carlito's going to come over to the table and put benny in his place but next year by 2024 when the seahawks have Hopefully another great rookie class. We're talking 2024. Oh I mean, Benny is Benny's Seahawks is sending Carlitos 49ers back to Puerto Rico. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. That is how it's going to be. Uh, honestly, if they have half as good a draft next year as they did this year, that would still mean that they get two starters and two capable backups. Yeah. That's a they have hell, to hit, that's have a to hit on the high ones. They, they have, have to hit on the high ones. They certainly did this this year. If they hit on the first two picks, like they did this season, <clears throat> or first three picks, or four picks, or five picks, or however you want to go. <laughs> Going to but, round five. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. How ridiculously good. Hey, can, can I jump in for just a second? Just Please. Derek Young, seventh round pick. Yeah. That guy has been underrated all season long as far as special teams. Yep. He made two really good plays on that guy's a player. So when we review, somebody will write it, maybe you, I, somebody will write about, like, hey, okay, let's review the rookie class. We know they're good, but how good are they? There's so many levels to this rookie class that, I mean, nobody's talking about Derek Young, but that guy's balled out all season long. And it's like, okay, he's a seventh round pick. I mean, Bo Melton's no longer with the team and Tyreek Smith from Ohio State. But, if you can name like just like I am, if you can name the rookies who didn't work out, it's like and there's two. Yeah. It's like okay, out of what a nine, 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 eight or nine rookie class, it's like yeah. I think you hit a home run with the rookie class. Yeah, and, th- and as we're starting to see, he can play a little bit on offense too. Yeah, I mean that that fantastic. It's the next catch. coming of Chris Matthews. That was <laughs> that fantastic catch that was unfortunately called back. Because of holding. Uh, I don't remember what game it was. Two games ago? Three games ago? Oh, yeah. That's right. Three games ago. But, man, I mean, talk about, oh, look, it's Tyler Lockett, except he's bigger and faster. Um, that that dude is going to be special. Uh, and I'm not suggesting he's going to be take over at some point as the number one. But he can definitely be. He can get more reps. Even if he's wide receiver three, he's over exact, draft status. Exactly. I can definitely see him as being wide receiver three, getting 50, 60 targets a season and earning every one of them. So, which at that draft position, like you said, the fact he's even made the team, that's a success. But I mean, this guy can be, considering the draft capital expended, he could be the biggest success story of, of that draft. Right. Which, considering what those other guys are doing, Right. Says a lot. Yeah. But we'll um, we'll end, we'll end the show with this because it's just a preview of the Seahawks 49ers. Of course, we always go off on our little rants. But um, so I think we both think the 49ers will win. Unfortunately, but that's OK, because it's all gravy from post regular season. Anything on then maybe we can focus on the draft in 2023. To me, we're talking about like they're better. 2024 that's when you really start thinking maybe this should be if all falls well a deep playoff team if not a super bowl contender 
who knows who the quarterback will be, but the rest of the team will be built up. That said, what I'm hoping for today, and, and you can tell me what you think, but what I'm hoping for today is just kind of like a snippet of what we saw at the end of the Rams-Seahawks game in regular and in regular play before overtime where Gino was just running and then we had the hit out of bounds. It was just pure chaos for like a minute there. It was like, it's just, <laughs> it's like, what is going on? It's just, this is just chaos. Yeah. And that's kind of how the whole game needs to be today. Not with those kind of plays, but just like, let's hope the rain causes some fumble. It just needs to be an ugly game. And Seattle somehow pulls out a very Seattle win, which is like 17 to, to 15. And yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. If it's a clean game, I think the 49ers win by 10 points or more. But but I'm hoping not. And the Seahawks have surprised me all your season long. So I think the 49ers will win. But let's hope it's an ugly game. And then Seattle has a a chance. And maybe Tua comes in at the end. And, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> maybe. And kicks the winning field goal. And, right. uh, and, and I can't remember now if I said 17-15 legit in my prediction or 19-17. I think I said 19-17. Seattle to win. Um and again, I think the odds of that are sadly on the Niners' favor that they'll win. But if they, but if the Hawks do win, it is going to be exactly the kind of game you're talking about. They have to keep it close. They're they're not going to win because no one has blown out the Niners all season, and certainly not lately. And it's not just well, doesn't like happen. <laughs> Excuse me. Threw up in my mouth a little bit, but but. Uh, yeah, I, if they win, it's going to be a close game. Myers is going to kick at least four field goals. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to all come down to special teams for them to win, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen them do that all season long, so it would be a hell of a New Year's surprise. That would be fantastic, especially to beat the Niners at home. And that would make it so much sweeter than any other first-round win, so... So tune in next week when we're like, who knew the Seahawks would win 48 to 10? I had no idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ken Walker at 250 yards rushing. What? Um, Dan what? Marino hel- held the ball for the winning kick field goal, which was, I guess, 13 to 10. I don't know. It's 40, 48 to 10. Oh, it's a late field goal made it 38 point difference. <laughs> <laughs> Which is as likely as the 48 to 10 win. Exactly. Although yeah. the one thing you did say there is like Ken Walker, even against this team, that dude is is special. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I didn't think he'd run for over 100 yards. I, mean, I think I made an uh, an article predicting that against the Rams. It was yeah. like yeah. tongue in cheek, but I mean, he he may pick up 20 yards rushing. I mean, the 49 is because he's had those kind yeah. of games, and the 49ers are really good. But right, this team's only going to get better, and Walker is only going to get. I mean, thousand yards and how many games? It wasn't really. He, yeah, like that's the thing. Five games he didn't. I mean, he didn't start the season. Four games were out. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, sure is a shame that they wasted that draft pick on Kenneth Walker III, I isn't know. it? No, it sucks. That whole Mafe Walker cross. I mean, just a waste. Schneider that's... needs to be fired based on based on this last draw. No, absolutely yeah. terrible. He terrible. could have drafted Joe Burrow, who's with the Bengals. <laughs> that's a, that's our show thanks thanks for listening why are you the worst save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.